see, see what, he, uh, what God has done in her life, and we get to share that with the family, friends, coworkers, people that she shared life with. So I'm glad you were here to be, you know, participate in all of this. This is a, uh, a celebration. It is a uh, time of reflection on, on what her life meant to, to different people. And just as uh, you came into contact with her at certain, some age and stage of life, your slice of uh, where you crossed over, Venn diagram, you crossed over, wherever that was, you have uh, unique experience, unique memories, unique connections, all of that. So whether it's family or friends or way back friends or new friends, there's, it's all meaningful and all, well, many of those things are so unique that no one else shares those with you. So it's, it's a special time. But you let those memories kind of uh, play their part in your life, right? in your thinking right now as we remember her life. And we will um, spend a little time uh, hopefully with some guidance as we share these things, share some some images and videos and tell some stories. And then later you're invited to share in some, some food to fellowship and tell more stories. And there's some memory items over here on some tables that will uh, let you see part of her life that maybe you didn't even know about. So that it's worth taking some time for that. Let's pray and ask the Lord to be guiding us in this time. Thank you, Lord, for this uh, for this gathering. Thank you for Mary. Thank you for her family, friends, her history, all those who have participated in her life and that she has participated in. We appreciate her and being able to share life with her. Guide us in this hour, Lord, as we remember her and we give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. So sunflowers... Follow the sun. I don't know if you knew that. So if you're from Kansas, you know that the, the sun comes up and the sunflowers look that way. And then as the sun crosses over, those sunflowers follow and look and watch. And just so you know, that is an extremely cool thing. They're following the light and they're following the sun. And that's what Mary did. She kept her face toward the Lord she followed him as he moved across, and she lifted her face to take it in. She's from Kansas, so Sunflower kind of fits with her, her life as she uh, kept following the Lord, followed the Son of God through her, through her life. Mary was born in Kansas November 3rd, 1940, to Walter and Verna Unrau. She was born and grew up in Newton, Kansas. She became a nurse, and you can see her original nurse's outfit right there on that wall, which I found fascinating. That's, that's an interesting-looking thing. It was at the University of Kansas Medical Center in Kansas City on her first day of her new job that she met, Dwight Berkey. Yep, for better or worse. <laughs> no, it was. they just fell in love right off the bat. It was those eyes meeting across the, the room, and the, the whole thing happened, and, they, and so they get... And he was an orderly in the psych unit, so there's nothing wrong with this whole picture. <laughs> the love that was sparked in that first meet led to a magnificent marriage, and three choice children, and a lifetime together. So they, they got started, they got it rolling, and it just kept going. Mary's entrance into the family of God was when she was 12. She was at a child evangelism fellowship meeting, 12 years old, and she accepted Christ. Up to that point, she says, her fear of dying was uh, intense. And then she got to the place where she... uh, It was difficult to sleep. You're thinking about, you know, this... What's going to happen after this? But then, at this meeting, she comes to meet the Lord and found peace and found that it was the Lord who gave hope and a promise of eternal life. So she said yes. Yes to the Lord. Uh, her, Her testimony includes this statement. 
I lived close to the Lord for several years, then gradually grew very far from him. I had definitely never made him Lord of my life. So she had a period of time after that, and she grew up going to school, getting busy, all the things that happen to people, and she got away from the Lord. That distance uh, separated them. And it was in Longview, Texas, after they moved uh, from Kansas City. Uh, there that she and, and uh, Dwight were involved. They had some friends down there who really got them involved in the local church. And they just talked about the Lord. They talked about the reality of Jesus, and it impacted her in, in, a, in a great way. She said it was just their best friends talking about the Lord as though the Lord were in everything they did. And that just grabbed her. And she wondered if she were even a Christian because of that. But some things kind of motivated her because of these friends. And they began attending Pinewood Alliance Church there in Longview. And one day in May, the pastor spoke on Galatians 2.20, which says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's that verse, this whole idea of being crucified with Christ that grabbed her. And she realized that it's because of him, trusting him. Life can be different. The verse and the message spoke profoundly to Mary. And she said she, she had never turned over self to Christ. And there were areas that she had held back from the Lord. Just wasn't willing to open those doors. She didn't want him involved. And then at this meeting, she decided, yep, this is it. I'm going to trust him. The service concluded with an altar call uh, where anyone wanting to make a commitment to Jesus could go down front in the front of the church and, and, and do so. It's a public if you haven't been in a church like that, it, it is very public. You come down the aisles and go to the front. Everybody can see you. Mary's running that through her head. Like, there is no way. I'm going, I mean, I'm not the kind of go down front person. I am not doing this. So she's arguing with the Lord. I just want to make a commitment right here where I am in this seat. And she said the Holy Spirit made it very clear to her that she needed to go make it public and to go down front. And she got up and made it down front, totally opposed to this idea. And she said it, w it was so amazing when she did this. Hear these words. The relief was tremendous, and I couldn't stop crying for three days just from the sense of relief. Since that time, I've had more spiritual growth than all the 20 years before. Mary was involved with Dwight at the Mennonite churches here uh, around, around Adair and then uh, when they first moved back from Texas and then in the early 80s became part of this church. In fact, he was the manager, coordinator, builder for this facility that you see here. So he was involved in all of that and, the, as, and if he was, the whole family was. So everybody's been a part of this and been part of this church. She was involved with the children's and the youth ministries and the women's ministries here, leading those at different times and Bible studies. And, and uh, it, it's, we just had a great history. I, I didn't see her in some of those early days, but I became involved with her as she was heading up the women's ministries. So we would meet and have uh, planning sessions. And she would come in with a notebook and calendar and ideas and okay what are we going to do i don't know women's ministry y'all you know anyway she she was really organized and uh, so we got organized and we put those things together but it was joy just working with her she got involved with the uh, wildwood cafe baking doing things with with the family down there and and that turned out to be a great thing because she made blackberry cobbler, which turned out to be a, a really hit with some people. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a delight to be able to share that process, that history with the whole, the whole family as well. Growing in Christ includes, uh, as you're going through this, changes and maturing in, in character. Mary grew 
And uh, the evidence was in her love and service. And it, it showed up in, in many roles as she was a nurse in various places. So she's working with patients, she's working with staff, she's, she's with doctors, and, and people just recognize that in her, that care, the, the, the consistency, the honesty. And she just, just touched people's lives there and at home, in the community, at the restaurant, all of those things. And it just, she just had a way, she just kind of brings sunshine uh, when she came into those places. And it's been, for me, a joy to be her pastor these years and to be able to go along, you know, be, be part of what she has done in these later years. But I'm glad she made her commitment at the Alliance Church so that she could be here and participate and give and share and make a difference uh, in this community, in this church. So uh, thank you to everybody who's who played a part in, in her life and supporting Mary Dwight first, uh, the whole Berkey family for just being there for her, and uh, it's tough. This this whole dementia thing is tough, and uh, Judy Galata's been just been backing them up. Been it's it's been remarkable, and we and we've had people who have come into her life. Crystal and Louise have been there. The uh, home health people, great folks, have shown up. Hospice people, and and the prayers that have come from everywhere. And uh, thank you to everyone for all of that. And we have a song, Heaven Came Down. You can join and sing. It will be coming up on the screen.
Well, we are blessed to have a Lord who cares about us and offers that kind of a life. Heaven came down. Jesus came, died on the cross, made it possible for us to have a real life with him. Uh, This is a remarkable thing. And Mary grabbed hold of that, did not let it go. She is now with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 8 says, We are fully confident and would rather be away from the body and be with the Lord. It's immediate. It happens. It just... In a, in a second, we are moved from this place, from this planet, from the existence that we have here into his glorious home. And it's, just, and it's an amazing thing just to just be home with him, and to, just to picture that. So imagine the, the beauty of flowers, a garden that's well taken care of, and how incredible it can be to just walk a path between the trees, the flowers, the bushes that are there, the colors, the textures, the aroma, and some of it, sometimes the fragrances can just just waft, and it's just moving around you like you're enveloped in this beauty. And in heaven, no brokenness. It's not held back. It really turns itself loose so that the flowers are more vibrant, the sounds more harmonious, the textures alive, And she is experiencing that now, walking among friends in the presence of the Lord who greeted her upon her arrival and enjoying all of the beauties that are amazing, just so so completely surrounding everyone who comes into the presence of the Lord in that place designed for you, for me, for all those who claim the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is why Paul would write, we would rather be there. Leave this earthly body and get to that place because there's nothing like being with him. She is uh, moved from, from being in, uh, caught in a body with dementia. Those limitations are uh, devastating, devastating for those around. And it's, it's one of those traps in this human existence that can really make us wonder if, you know what you, know, you want to get free from it but what is happening in the midst of all of that so let me just say that there is we are not bodies with a soul we are not uh, material beings who happen to have something that might make it into the immaterial existence that could possibly ex- come about after this time. We are made. We are designed. We have been created by God as spiritual beings who happen to right now embody a mortal frame that wears out and goes away. One day we'll all leave it. The thing that continues will always continue and never go away is that spiritual reality that we are made of. So all of those memories for Mary are not locked in her brain because if we operated off her brain five years ago, she wasn't doing very well at remembering things. So that's true for everyone who goes through this. That's gone. That's a physical brain. That's not where the memories are. God has placed all those things in the spirit. It has so much memory capacity that Google is jealous. It holds immense amounts. Everything we've ever done, anything we've ever said, all of it is wrapped up in the spirit. And God is releasing her, has released her and her spiritual being into the heavenlies where she recognizes her loved ones. She recognized Jesus. She's recognizable. They have shared memories that they can talk about. Those aren't lost. If you get to a certain age, you're wondering, why did I go into the kitchen? Where are my keys? All the things that happen, and you go, that's not an issue there. You can remember everything, all of it, every meal, every interaction, every connection, every time you um, smelled a beautiful uh, flower, you touched something that was incredible 
uh, it just locks itself into your mind and you know, wow, that was, that was an experience, quite an experience. And God's blessing you and you know it and it locks in and it's, it's there. It's still there. It doesn't go away. So she has moved from the physical and the mortal to the immortal, living in the spirit, able to access those things, able to access memories, able to connect with other people and share and make new, new experiences and new relationships because most of us don't know our great-great-grandparents. So how do you get to meet them? Well, probably day one. So she's got an opportunity to connect, meet with, and hear the history of all the family that came before. It is, it's just amazing to think about all the things that have happened in her life. And God is offering this life to us, to human beings, to enter into this life after that just gets better and better, which is why Paul would say, I'd rather be out of this earthly body and go be home with the Lord. And that would be, uh, that would be the thing for Mary. During a stage in Mary's journey with dementia, she wanted to go home. And she would bring that up over and over. I want to go home. And she laid on Dwight and she'd explain these things. Well, she happened to have, because this is a personal story, she happened to have my phone on speed dial. <laughs> Dwight said there were, what, three numbers? Anyway, a limited number. <laughs> I, was, I was one. So she would call, and she would say, you got to take me home. you got to get me out of here. i got to go home. So I'd talk to her about, okay, so home. Are you an eight-air? Are, are you at, you know, just walk her through. And she said, I need, I need to go be with my mom and dad. I go, huh. So, you know, upon reflection, I'd try to talk her out of, you know, say, just hang out with Dwight. He'll, he'll take care of you. So upon reflection, her heart is longing to go home where her mom and dad are. They're not in Newton, Kansas. They're with the Lord. She just wanted to go home. You got to give her that. Because her journey, the one that was coming, was going to be long and difficult and now she's home. How amazing is that? She's home. There are also bodies in the heavens and bodies on the earth. The glory of the heavenly bodies is different from the glory of the earthly bodies, 1 Corinthians 15. There's a difference in the way that we live here and the way we live there. It doesn't say there are no bodies. It doesn't say we're wispy. We're floating around on clouds. None of that. We have an amazing, incredible, remarkable future ahead. Mary is enjoying it right now. And so we celebrate her life, the life she lived and shared with us here, which is what we're going to do today. But I want you to know what she's enjoying right now. She's not watching this. She is having a ball. She's meeting new people. They probably have a whole lot bigger spread on the banquet table up there than we have. It's going to be a good time. Now down here, we have some people who need some, you know, some comforting because they're going to miss her. So understandable. So we will celebrate her here, recognizing she's celebrating there. And we don't have to be too sad about that part. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so... I would have told you. I would have told you whether or not I was going to prepare a place for you. Jesus says in John 14, he went and prepared a place and he brought her home. We're going to have a little uh, eulogy, some family, some sharing, and uh, some more celebrating. Come on up, David. This is a collaborative effort between my sisters and myself, but I was the chosen one to speak. So 
Um, it's not, don't know if this really fits as a eulogy, if it's warm memories, but um, I just wanted to share some things. So we want to thank all of our friends and her coworkers, everybody who's traveled here to be with us today. And uh, we're glad to see all of our family and friends from Grace Bible, uh, past and present, who are here to celebrate Mom's life. And uh, after the service, please stick around, and we have some food. And we want to hear your favorite stories about Mary. I'm hoping to, by sharing some stories and seeing the slides after I speak, you'll jog some memories and, and share some things later. Mom was a restless constant in our lives. She was always working, doing something at home, or going somewhere until these last few years. She seemed happiest with a busy schedule, was a great organizer and designer. She was constantly rearranging our furniture to make it look new and fresh, and give things a fresh look. Also happened to confuse the Cocker Spaniel, who in midair discovered his favorite chair wasn't just around the corner anymore. Many of our family memories seem to center around food, and with Mom's excellent cooking, you can understand why. She used to can her own uh, food, and I remember spaghetti sauce in particular, and spaghetti night at our house was always special because the lights would get turned down, dim, and the candles would be lit. Italian night, special night. New Year's Eve called for egg rolls and, of course, black-eyed peas. And you never had to go away hungry because she often made enough for a whole crowd, no matter how many were there. And at dinner, we always heard, there's more back. There's always more to being out to the table. Fall was mom's favorite time of year, but Christmas was a favorite holiday and an excuse to decorate the house to the nines. Besides the standard Christmas decorations, she would wrap all the pictures like presents and then hang them back up on the wall. She handmade quilted stockings for the whole family. Even our rough-and-tumble tomcat, Shadow, the terror of the neighborhood, was not immune to Mom's festive decorating and often found himself wearing a beautiful bow on Christmas morning, much to his disgust. Mom grew up in Newton, Kansas. It's a pretty little town on the prairie, crisscrossed by railroads, surrounded by fields of turkey red wheat, corn, and sunflowers. She attended the First Mennonite Church in Newton with her parents, Walter and Verna Unrau, and her sister, Donna. Mom's parents loved to travel, and her scrapbooks are full of pictures of vacations and trips and places they went. Sometimes she visited her grandparents' farm and helped with the chores. There was one chicken there that left quite an impression on her. They were going to prepare him for dinner. And Mom told us that she had to climb a tree when her grandmother chopped the bird's head off and it continued to chase her around the yard. <laughs> Made quite the impression. Mom has always had a strong sense of responsibility to care for others. Motivated by this desire to serve others, she studied to become a registered nurse. She served as a nurse at five hospitals in four different states, spending most of her time at Claremore Regional Hospital here in Oklahoma. Before coming to Oklahoma and Texas, she also set up the first medical clinic on campus for the Turno College, where Dad was attending, and she cared there not for just the students, but the founders, R.G. and Mrs. Letourneau as well. Later, when Claire Moore needed a home health clinic, Mom was part of the team that helped put that together. Her longtime friend and co-worker, Judy Hendricks, has shared this memory. Judy says, Mary was my QA expert. That's quality assurance, right? Yep. Was my QA expert when I ran the home health business for Claremore Hospital from 91 to 97. She was always very smart, meticulous in her work, and I'm sure she kept me out of lots of trouble with all that crazy Medicare coding. She was well-grounded and able to pull me back to reality at times. We were extremely busy with five branch offices, but Mary always had the answer to a Medicare problem. At the same time, she got the biggest kick out of Margie, Rice, and me horsing around. And I can still taste her special pecan bars that she made. Mary was one classy lady and friend. Early in their marriage, Mom told Dad she wanted a piano, despite not knowing how to play yet. Dad scraped together enough to be able to buy her the piano, and she taught herself how to play, starting with Scott Joplin's The Entertainer, which you will hear throughout the day. She became proficient at the piano and played in church and at home. Sunday mornings, you could count on waking up to her practicing her favorite hymns, like Heaven Came Down and He Lives. She loved gardening and baking to the benefit of all of us, but her real joy was in her family and grandchildren. She started a tradition early on of having a yearly tea party with her granddaughters. This fun tradition grew 
to include extended family and young ladies from Grace Bible Church as well. Mom grew up in a family of faith, but later in life experienced a conviction from the Holy Spirit that spurred on new growth. And Randy has already shared the testimony, so I won't read the whole thing. But it um, changed the course of uh, a good chunk of her life and where she was going. It made a difference. After a few years, a few years after moving to Oklahoma in 1979, uh, we as a family began attending Grace Bible Church right here. Well, actually, it wasn't here at the time. Uh, but mom and dad became very involved, and mom taught many Bible studies over the years, and she loves serving with all the ladies of grace here at Grace Bible Church. I've heard from many of mom's friends and coworkers how she extended grace to all those around her, and several said that they, she embodied Christ to them, what it means to look like a Christian. My dad says mom was a Proverbs 31 woman, faithful to God and to family, able to take care of business, and to take care for those who need help. To him, she was more precious than rubies. There is a lot more that I could say and more stories to tell, and I'm sure we have forgotten some, but you can share those later, and I have some others that were sent to me I can share. My mom would not want us to let the food get cold. So while we are sad now and we miss her dearly, we rejoice in the confidence, like Randy was saying, the confidence we have, that she is with the Lord and we will see her again before too long. I bet at our first meal together in heaven, when it's all done, she's going to say, there's more back. Thank you all for coming. I'm just going to read Galatians 2.20 again because it was an important verse to her. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me.
Again, thank you for joining us for this time, and you have an opportunity to visit with the Berkey family and uh, touch base. There's food down that way, so you can just head that direction in the hallway. Restrooms are that direction. Doors that way to go to the parking lot. Don't go there. Go one of those and come back and uh, enjoy some fellowship, would you? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for Mary Berkey. Thank you for sharing her with us. Thank you for the family, the kids, the grandkids who uh, are the prodigy, that, who are the blessed ones to be a part of Mary's life and have blessed us as well. And Lord, we uh, ask that you would lift your countenance upon all those who are gathered here and bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen.